This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm this is the longest-running comic pop show, uh, well, one of the two. I was going to say, not really. No, it's the second longest-running comic pop show, but we have the most episodes of this show Ooh. than any other on our channel here at YouTube.com slash comic pop, where we review comics that came out this past week, and then recap them and tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend books that come out this week we think you should pick up on New Comic Book Day. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Let's jump into it. Uh, we got a bunch of books that came out this week we want to talk about. But before we do jump into it properly, uh-huh. we want to do a quick housekeeping, if you will. First of up, we are. First up, up uh, go to patreon.com slash convop to help us out uh, on a regular basis. If you want to help out the show right now, ask a question and be part of the show by using the Super Chats. That's a way for us to keep... All the questions kind of compartmentalized. We can actually answer them that way yeah. and integrate them in an organic way into the show. Uh, it also helps out us here because, as you can see from our new location, uh, the studio is only getting bigger and more expansive. You can see the back issue set right there. So a little behind the, behind the scenes magic of how everything gets made. I just built that uh, little curtain back there. Uh, it used to be our green screen, but I found like we actually can use it if I put it over there and use the damn thing. What? Um, so let's see. We I just have to close our Slack chat, which is actually some behind-the-scenes stuff, which you can access. You can't access that, but you can access behind-the-scenes stuff over Patreon.com/slash/compop. Yep. Also, if you go to Instagram.com/slash/compopofficial, all these links, by the way, in the description below this video, uh, you can have access to the Comic Pop Quiz. That's right, we'll play on Pop Quiz. Yes. Uh, in our stories, we ask a question every single day, and you can vote, and you get a little confetti if you get it right. <laughs> Yay! That's all I can help you out with. Um, confetti you know what i might do what? um if you play i can't really do that i was gonna say if you play i could actually have you win something but we'll do that that's someday. like impossible no it's true i can see who plays and who who gets it right i can actually check all that out okay yeah creepy you're creeping on us anyway let's jump into the super chats before we start the show good proper jordan and drew helping us out along with josh bowman thank you all so much for helping us out at the top of the show before the show actually began. Thank you. Michael Patterson says, started a comic book collection after seeing the Batman damned cover art on this show. Thanks for the great content. You keep rocking. You keep rocking too, my man. Thank you so much. I'm glad you dug it. Right? Enjoy. Continue. Expand. Don't be afraid to try different things, things you wouldn't normally expect. I like to do that now. Uh, I used to be very selective in my collection when I was like first starting out. Now I buy like everything. Yes. Taylor Smith. uh, Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for that, for all that you do. And thank you so much for getting me into comics. You're very welcome, Tyler. Uh, I'm sorry, on one hand, because it's an expensive hobby. Yes. But on the Most other... Most hobbies are. Yeah. I don't know a hobby that ain't, except for, like, Walking. bug collection. No, you guys still get the jars. Yeah, jars, man. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank you so much for all those. And, of course, you can help those. You can help us out by joining those fine people and continuing the, the conversation. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, Symbiote Spider-Man number two okay. from Peter David and Greg Land. Huh. Okay, so this is a great, this is a cool book. The only problem is, okay, <laughs> it's drawn by Greg Land. Right. I know you're not a fan. No. The cover is really cool. 
Even yeah. though the symbiote never did that in the original continuity. But of course, this is set pre-current times. This is actually set in the 80s. And it's supposed to be between the panels, kind of. Like, giving you a little bit of an idea about what it was, you know, what Mysterio was like during the symbiote Spider-Man sure. era. Like, the well, 80s. What was he up to? Yeah, what was he up to? Nobody really what delved he... into that. And there's no trade paperback collected story of Mysterio. And that's really why this book exists. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know what? Fair enough. If it has to be, it has to be. At least it's in continuity. You can literally go and check out, like, when this happened. If you pick up Amazing Spider-Man 241, that happens in between those times. Black Cat's his girlfriend. He's got a, a crazy alien costume he doesn't understand. And unbeknownst to him, Mysterio is also, like, doing some crazy stuff. Uh, we introduce a new villain. To the a director. No, the director is a is literally if you just Google image search director, I'm sure you'll find the tracing. It's like of this an character. amalgam of like Spielberg and, and Lucas. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised in the least. There are a lot of traced faces in this book, uh, which you can find actually if I just go ahead and share them with you right now. Look at that one. Truer words were never spoken. You. You look great, honey. <laughs> you look great. She's supportive. The concept is uh, Mysterio has uh, accidentally and inadvertently gotten a bank teller killed. He feels really bad about it. Spider-Man was going to spring into action, but Mysterio lied to Spider-Man, said that the bank teller was his sister. So Spider-Man feels kind of bad and conflicted about, like, banging on Mysterio. Uh, Mysterio feels more and more frustrated and enraged by Spider-Man because Spider-Man keeps getting in his way. But so he goes and hires this disgraced Hollywood stuntman. Right. Uh, who I was actually trying to to place. I'm like, oh, is it is it uh, you know one of the Wrecking Crew? Like, who is it? And it's nobody. It's a totally new character that Peter David created for the story. Okay. Um, and it turns out that he is a mutant. Normally, he'd be an Inhuman, because you know, Fox. But, but he's a mutant. But now he's a mutant. Maybe we can use mutants again. <laughs> so the idea is he's got like, he's strong. Okay. And Mysterio figured it out. So Mysterio used his. I assume Mysterio used his special effects, Hollywood connections to yeah. find out about this guy, okay. find him. And basically, he hires this guy to one-up Spider-Man. So Mysterio lures Spider-Man into a false sense of security by creating illusions of Mysterio on top of a rooftop. Spider-Man goes and tries to attack him. He, he goads him by appearing in a couple of places. Spider-Man leads up to those areas. And then, right when Spider-Man's going to like put the coup d'etat on Mysterio, Mysterio's like, see... He's playing the old game. I'm playing the new game. Spider-Man swings in to punch Mysterio's fishbowl, but Hard Rock, the newest, coolest Spider-Man villain, is behind the illusion and punches Spider-Man in the like face. Like the Hard Rock Cafe? Yeah, Hard Rock's not a fan of the name either, but Mysterio's like, well, you have to use a fake name. So that's how it works. Just be like, I'm Kevin. <laughs> Well, you can't just, you, like I said, you can't use... His name's not really Kevin, so see, that works. Right, that's true. And then he'll be cross-referencing Kevin with all, like, the, you know, in any event. Yeah, my, my idea is actually it'll throw them off the scent. Right. Which makes, makes sense. It would make sense. So it's not makes But that's not what they do. <laughs> okay? And so uh, Kevin gets the drop on Spider-Man. <laughs> and... Spider-Man tries to web him. Mysterio's already prepared for that. He's like, no, he's wearing like a like a web slick outfit. You can't Ooh. stop him. Uh, but Kevin it's the goes symbiote. To tr- right. Well, the symbiote still has organic webbing. Okay. Uh, so Kevin knocks him out, and Spider-Man's down for the count. He's going to shoot Spider-Man in the face. Okay. When the symbiote springs into action. Oh. 
because Spider-Man's unconscious, the symbiote's protecting him. This is a story we've never seen before. Spider-Man doesn't know the symbiote can do these things, even though we know it can later on when they retcon that it could, when right. it gets to Eddie Brock and whatnot. Uh, so the suit climbs up Kevin's arm, or hard rock. <laughs> uh, and Mysterio's watching all this happen on some monitors in a nearby building. Mm-hmm. And then it just jumps into his throat and explodes him from within. The whole suit just just blows him up. And then goes back on Spider-Man and leaves. Mysterio throws up in his helmet <laughs> and uh, runs away from the location he was using. He was using a place with all these monitors. It was yeah. one of Kingpin's strongholds. Uh, did so Kingpin know he was using he it? He certainly did not. Oh. He would not have appreciated it. Um, so then Johnny Own, a guy who worked with and knew Quentin Beck slash Mysterio, mm-hmm. uh, finds Mysterio on the roof. He works for uh, Kingpin, okay. which is why he's there. And he's like, what are you doing here, man? You shouldn't be here. I got to go tell Kingpin. I'm going to have him kill you. Yeah. And he goes, I've got some information about Spider-Man that the Kingpin might want to know. You know, I've never seen anything like what I just saw. Yeah. And so, you know, might be worth it. So Johnny's like, maybe. It might. Who knows? So, you know, <sighs> this feels like a classic comic book, like a classic Spider-Man comic book. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, I dig it. But. The Greg Land stuff is egregious, but it's not the worst stuff I've ever seen from Greg Land. Okay. So that's kind of nice. Okay. But Peter David is like, man, you know, David wasn't a regular Spider-Man writer by any means for any length of time. Yeah. But, uh. Clearly, dude was paying attention back in the day. Right. And 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 it shows. So, it's really cool. Good for him. That's it's a, all right. It's a fun, decent retcon story. It's like a little bit of a resurgence of the old uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man book. I dig it. Okay. Except nice the art. You just wish that was Yeah, it. I wish the art was a little better. He's but a like, different artist. You know what? You see Spider-Man so much, it's like, oh, whatever. All right, cool. And they're drawing the symbiote costume the way it's supposed to look. Some, right. You know, like, take liberties with the legs and the... You know, it's a classic for a reason. With the legs. Yeah. Don't take liberties with the legs. Please. Uh, ben Bastian says, I just read Mark Wade's Daredevil. It was so cool. I agree. It nice. was a great book. Josh Bowman, another two because you said my last name right. No problem, man. Uh, you can Aww. thank Die Hard 4.0 or Die Hard or Live Free or Die Hard for that one. Uh, and Kevin Kruger, we all do <laughs> Conan Wonder Woman for back issues. And what do you think of McFarlane doing DC Toys? Uh, okay, there's a number of questions. First of which, uh, Conan Wonder Woman. Tiffany? Yeah. Okay. What do you think of McFarlane <laughs> and Megan TC Toys? Great idea. I can't wait to see them. And, oh, uh, what is do you... he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Hasbro gave up the... No, no. Hasbro should get the DC license. I think Mattel had the DC license, but they gave it up. Oh. Hasbro should just make them all. Sure. Yeah. Then you get Marvel Select figures, but it's DC. They know how to sell them. They know how to direct market. Yeah, and then kids could like do their own crossovers. Even if we ha- can't have them. <laughs> uh, and what do you think of Spielberg wanting to make a Blackhawk movie? He said that a while ago. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I can t- promise you it won't take place in the DC universe. Okay. So, there you go. All right. Uh, Tiffany, what did you read today? I guess I'll just take over for a little bit because the last book, I think, is the one everybody wants to talk about. Um, Fair enough. So I'm well, I have another book that I also read that isn't the last book. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm very brief. I didn't fit. This is the one I was reading beforehand, so I'm not going to like talk too much about it, but like they just came out with a new Samurai Jack book. Uh, Samurai Jack um, Lost Worlds. Yeah, Lost Worlds. And like the the hook for this first issue is that like it's there's like a, a town that like lives by the teachings of Samurai Jack. Yep. And he shows up, but there's like 
It's one of them's an imposter. Okay. So there's an imposter, Samurai Jack, and I think one of them's a robot. Which one's the real one? No, one's like very, like, they have two very different looks, that oh, okay. kind of thing, and they fight. Okay, cool. So, like, it's cool, and right? And they fight. And they fight. So, I look forward to um, checking out the rest of that story, because it looks like it's just kind of like, here's the book. Mm. That's it. Enjoy the story. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any more to it than this. Fair enough. Um, and then, I obviously, Conan. Like, all the Conan books came out this week. They sure did. So and my... every other book, like, get out, got out of the way. Get out of the way for Conan! For he will slay you where you stand. The streets will run red with rivers of blood and anything. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, I'm going to talk about two of the Conan books that came out today. The first is Savage Sword of Conan, written by um, J- Jared Hugan. Yes. With art by Ron Garney. Oh, great. Um, Ron's been on this book. But That's this, right. He's the, been doing it the whole time, right? Yeah, this team's been doing this whole time. This is the one where it's like the, like, this This is the story from part one to part five. Here is the story of Conan when he was on a boat and got, like, a crazy map in his head that he could see. Yes. And had treasure, and he had, like, a little buddy who ended up dying recently. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a snake man named uh, Kogathun. Oh, okay. And um, he's a snake serpent wizard man guy like you saw in the movie yeah kind of but not 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 that high up i don't think okay and he's also looking for a set treasure and um conan's like okay i got bit by the snake so the venom is in me i remember that so now. this guy's totally gonna take over at some point but it's conan we know that's not gonna happen it's conan no like he's gonna who's do- gonna take over yeah no no um so conan and his last pal uh a woman named menace or menace depending on how you want to say it because okay. i don't know um, she was a librarian. She's been on the journey with him because she knows of the treasure as well. Okay. And so she, he's like, we're going to find this treasure before I die. Here we go. Let's do this. So he's, they find the treasure and it turns out it's in the boat that it was always in. It never left the boat. Oh. And like the boat's like underground. Cool. And so when they get there, he's like really mad because <laughs> the treasure is all these scrolls. And like, so it's all this knowledge. That's the oh, treasure. Oh no. Conan the, has no use for that. The, Conan is so mad. He's like, this is useless. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's like maps and like knowledge. Yeah, they'll lead to money. And, and then all of a sudden somebody's like, and powerful magic. Oh, And no. it's the sorcerer. He's like, ha it worked. Awesome. And it turns out that the librarian was also working with him, but not of her own accord because like he has her family. Mm-hmm. And um, Conan's like, ah, everybody sucks. And there's no treasure. Because he tells her to burn it so that he can't get it. Yeah. And she won't do it. No. So then Conan just fights this guy, and the guy, like, pulls out a snake, just like James Earl Jones does, where he's, it's like, it's, like, an, I guess oh, it's no. like an arrow. Oh, no, like an arrow, like, yeah. But he's using it like a club, and he's just beating Conan with it. And he's just like, why would you fight me? Like, I'll give you a crown. Like, what do you yeah. care? Like, you're going to be, like, one of my minions anyway. And he's just like, a crown is earned. Yeah. Just, like, he, like, he will. He just beats the hell out of this guy. <laughs> Sweet. Like, he just beats him and then eventually like the dude's like all right fine i'm just gonna use my thing because it's like conan gets like knocked down or what have you and like he's gonna use the snake and give him a lethal dose the chick steps in oh she gets the dose yes instead naturally she's like oh he was never gonna let my family go and i realize that now because like conan's such a cool guy yeah that like he fights for like truth and justice and money and the big camarian way yeah um yeah, except, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so then Conan, like, goes into a barbarian rage because he's, like, there's, like, this poison coursing through his body, mm-hmm. and he picks up a piece of wood, and he beats him to death. Sweet. Until his head pops off, and he turns into snakes. Nice. Just snakes. Yep. Yep. And then, like, Conan realizes that the poison is out of his body. He goes up onto the streets of the city 
where he sees a guard who's just like, hey, what are you doing? And he's just like, screw you. <laughs> That's a nice horse you got there. And he's just like, Kogathun will like, you know, see you like hanged for like being such a jerk to me. And he's yeah. just like, yeah. He knocks him off the horse and he takes the horse. He rides into the streets where there's like all these like, you know, slaves and servants who are like building the city and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he like, it's pouring and it's lightning and he's on the horse and he holds up the head of Kogathun. And he's like, yeah. he's dead. Now fight for your freedom. And it's like, they do that, and like they like the idea is that they tell stories of like this, and like there are different variations of it. Like one is that like a man from the north came and like freed yeah. them, and others are like a giant rose up and came down from the <laughs> mountains to give us our freedom. Sure. I'm like yeah, I guess you see Conan, you're like eh, yeah, he's pretty big, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. So like this is just a really classic kind of Conan story, you know? It's like here's a legend of Conan. Conan wanted to get treasure, and he didn't. <laughs> well, no, he got the greatest <laughs> treasure of all, and that's knowledge. No, he didn't. Knowledge that he could beat a man to death. Yeah, with because rocks, that that, or boat, with wood. that boat burned. Yeah, everything on it burned. But he beat that man until he turned into snakes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, I had snakes I mean, in college. It was not good. It took a long time to clear up. But, <laughs> um, cool. So, recommendation. I I really enjoyed this story. So, like, if you're just looking for like kind of like a like a not one and done because obviously it's a five part like series yeah. for it. But it does have, like, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And it is a satisfying adventure. If you're looking for a real, like, sword and sorcery sort of adventure, I'd say pick it up. The Conan and the Barbarian was Thulsa Doom. So it's there definitely the Doom cult. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats. because that's a big thing. Snake yeah. culture. Oh, definitely. That comes up. Oh, like, nice. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. Mr. Roboto says, as the original Mysterio died in the Ultimate Universe, where does this lead as far as writing for Mysterio? Do we know that? He's the master of illusion. Also, the Ultimate Universe isn't dead anymore. So, he's fine. I mean, if ever you could retcon that Mysterio didn't die, or anyone, any one character didn't die, it's Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, Jose B., I love your videos. More X-Men for back issues, please. Okay. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, here's an idea for GBU. That's our sister show, Good, Bad, and Ugly, where we take yeah. three comics, you know, under a theme, and then tell you which one's the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. after a quick recap session. Uh, use some Alan Moore books. Well, we just did, actually. Use yes. a Alan Moore book, but we could do more Alan Moore books in the future. I definitely want to do that. We'll do some ones that he's probably less proud of. I would love that. <laughs> I have a number of them. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Roboto, Idea Conan, Hawkeye crossover mini because it's awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. You could do it either way, too. Like, you could have Hawkeye go... Oh, that, that's the one. Yeah. Is it Hawkeye goes there? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Because right now we got Marvel meets Conan. Right. Like, we already got that. Well, I'm like, and I'm down for that, because then Hawkeye's like, look at all these chicks. Yeah. This is dope. I'm having a great time. <laughs> you have to go home, Hawkeye. Yeah. I don't, Hawkeye doesn't want to go home. No. I'm like, the best Avenger here. Right. I'm like, the only Avenger. So, let's make this happen. <laughs> um, I read uh, The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six which introduced a character called Spider-Bite. What? It's a little it's a little kid. The whole what? issue, uh, which is written by Tom Taylor with art by, um, I don't know. Somebody. Somebody named Cabal. Okay. Oh, wait, it's right here. Juan Cabal. Okay. Uh, is, the opening couple of pages is Spider-Man fighting his, like, some classic rogues. Sure. And then a little kid Spider-Man shows up named Spider-Bite, and he's dressed like Spider-Man, and he also has Spider-Powers, and I'm, you probably guess where this is going. Uh, so, Spider-Bite is great, and he's awesome, and Spider-Man inspires him to, like, kick ass. And then, the whole book, like, goes off the rails in in terms of, like, 
they fight the Sinister... It seems like they're going to gather the Sinister Six, but then no, it's a double-page splash, and they're going to fight the Sinister 60! And there's 60 or more Spider-Man villains, and it's it's like a who's who of who fought Spider-Man. Like, they're, like everyone, from, like, Carrion to more Lun is there. And you get another, like, double-page splash of Spider-Man and Spider-Bite, like, beating up all the supervillains. Okay. And then it turns out the whole book is a story that is being played out between Spider-Man and a kid with, like, terminal cancer. And they're at the hospital and they're like playing and all the orderlies and staff and other kids are playing as he wanted to be Spider-Man for the day. Okay. I figured it was like a fan fiction kind mm-hmm. of thing for the kid. That what? Yeah. Uh, it's not too dissimilar from a story that they already did. That was inc- uh, a Spider-Man classic called the kid who collects Spider-Man, but it's ramped up and a little more, a little more heart stringy. Uh, that said, the kid has like a meltdown. Cause like he had the day and he had, got to be Spider-Man and it was really great. And then they're like, all right, you can go to, like, all right, so it's time for bed. And he, like, really freaks out. And it, like, makes everybody kind of like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, no, I ruined everything. Like, I had a meltdown. Spider-Man's like, no, like, you, had, you had a rough day. Like, you had a big day. You had to beat every villain. It was totally cool. And um, so Spider-Man talks to, like, the either his parent or his orderly or whatever and, uh, uh, you know, attending physician. And, you know, they're like, nobody wants to go to sleep when they don't know if they're going to wake up the next day. So then Spider-Man says, he's got a coat, right? <gasps> and so the last page is him taking the kid. And he's like, so you said you want to be Spider-Man for the day. Well, the day's not over. And the last page is him like swinging away with him. And you're like, oh, I have not really liked this series, but this issue was in particular like deliberately saccharine and sweet. And you know what? Like we need those once in a while. Just a little reminder. Spider-Man can be like the ass of a bunch of jokes. He's already a clown in War for the Realms. So like, this is a reminder of like who this character is and it's very very good and tom taylor man he knows what he's doing it's really sweet i hate to ruin it for you but it's just so nice um and it's funny because i saw it coming like you know i'm like i'm seeing it come that last page though hits you you're like oh just completely hit me and i was like oh you got me taylor damn you (laughs) (laughs) you made me sad (laughs) i know listen blame tom taylor tweet at him tell him he's a jerk but uh, if you ever buy a Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man book, this is the one to get. It's just really, really sweet. That's nice. Yeah. So maybe we can clear up some of the emotional cobwebs. What book do, what other, what other book do you want to talk about? Conan. More Conan, you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, by the way, he doesn't reveal who he is. He keeps that to himself. The kid doesn't care. So the kid who collected Spider-Man, he like had all these photos by Peter Parker. He's yeah. like, oh, I wish I could be Peter Parker because he knows Spider-Man. He's yeah, like, no. well, I got news for you. Ha-ha! No, this, that kid, this kid just wants to know Spider-Man. Yes, he doesn't give a shit. Because Spider-Man is not a, a regular guy. That's like, the thing. Like, it, yeah, I want to be a superhero. I want to yeah. know a superhero. I don't want to like find out that he has to pay taxes and like put up with taking yeah. out garbage. No, like, I like, no, I want to like escape the reality around me. Wow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <sighs> really really great it's a solid book so yeah check that out um yeah so before we savage sword of conan this is conan the barbarian yeah that's the main this series the you main might say series written by jason Aaron. um it's the life and death of conan part six the sole survivor this story was they've all been solid again like Aaron is instead doing there is a main plot going on but you see it at the end of the book typically yes and the rest of the book are individual stories throughout different parts of conan's life right and so we're kind of at like a midpoint um conan is a mercenary and there's like 
a great war going on. Um, and by that, I mean, like, the, the kingdom of Turan has been taking over all these places, and one of the places they want to invade is Stygia. Okay. And oh, you mentioned been, them before. It's been kind of hard on them. They've been really struggling with that. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a rule, uh, it's, a, it's ruled by uh, sorcerer kings and, mm. al- and acolytes. So we're dealing with magic, and, and they don't fight in the normal sense of the word, essentially. So we come across, like, this you know, 300-esque pass. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a whole bunch of bodies there. And it turns out that, like, um, the Turanians uh, were there camping out, ready to invade or, like, try to get a foothold into Stygia. Okay. And um, they were attacked in the night because the Stygians had, like, hidden under the ground oh. and, like, come up like serpents and, like, killed each of them. Okay. Like, in their sleep, That's cool. And, and, like, it's messed up. Yeah. But when they get there, like... It's just, they're just all dead. Even right. the horses. Oh, no. Like, even the horses are dead. And then someone hears somebody talking, and they're like, don't bother searching. There's nobody left to your breathing but me. And it's Conan sitting on a pile of Stygian corpses oh, with awesome. vultures around him covered in blood. And they realize it's mostly not his. No, of course. Naturally. So he had signed up with the Turanian army, and he was a mercenary. And when they got there... He was like, these guys were idiots, and they all, like, camped out there. And he's like, it was very obvious, like, that this was going to be an ambush. Yeah. And so Conan didn't allow himself to be ambushed, and he took on the army, and he survived. Mm-hmm. Except the other Turanian army that, like, showed up, the little, like, contingent, is like, you're a sole survivor. That means, more than likely, you were, a, like, a betrayer. Oh. Like, why did you live? Yeah, how did like, you make... No they don't way, know how awesome There's no is. way one man could take on an army. It's and like, he, haven't you heard of me yet? He's like, yeah, right? And he's just like, you are so dumb. He's like, don't you see? Like, it's so obvious that this was a place for an ambush. So he goes back to camp with them, and they make him, like, do all the worst, like, jobs possible, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, he's on the outskirts of the camp, and, like, they eventually get ambushed as well. And um, the leader of that group, one of the high commanders, it's like a place of power in the, the army is like oh we gotta we gotta stick together they're trying to bust us up we gotta go up to that hill and conan's like you're an idiot yeah don't you smell and i'm like oh no so they all like a whole bunch of them ride up to the hill and they covered the hill in oh, like no. oil and so the stygians light fire to it and like the high commander dies screaming and burning and i was like and he's like but this time like a few of the the army trusted Conan. Okay, cool. And so Conan's not a sole survivor. Five of them walk out, including Conan. Nice. And like those five would be with them until they die. Oh, like they're like probably the we next trust. Issue. I think it's like the next fight. They don't make it out, yeah. right? So they go back to the next Turanian camp, and like there's a whole like meeting going on of the high commanders. And um, Conan's like, "Okay, so you guys are all dumb, and um, you've been getting ambushed, and like." Here's what you got to do. He's like, like where your power lies are in your ships. Okay. And they're like, okay, we're not seafaring folk really, and there is a desert between us and them. And he's like, what you got to do is get elephants and drag your ships through the desert and take to the river Styx mm. and attack them there. That's where you'll you'll be able to take them down. He's like, I want to see Stygia fall just as much as you do. Okay. And they're like, no, no terrain has ever navigated the river Styx. He's like, I have. <laughs> and they're like, no you're out of your mind and you're mm-hmm. stupid. And so then like someone's like yelling to arms because something's wrong. Right. And like Conan's like to the five dudes, he's like run. <laughs> and so they all run out of the camp and they're like, Oh, see, he is a coward. That's how he survived. He's a coward. They ran because the Stygians 
riled up the horses to stampede, and so the entire army that is there is crushed is, by horses. Is trampled by their own horses. Oh my god! I was god. like, that is insane. Like these guys are just running over them, right? Mm-hmm. So then Conan is brought forth to the king, and um, he's like, he's like, I heard a lot about you, and I people my my high commander say you're a coward. Um, but the guys who have you in chains and have put them on you, they didn't mention that you were a coward. In fact, they said you fought like an unearthly demon. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're like, what? what's going on here? What's mm-hmm. going on here? He's very reasonable about it. He makes fun of the commanders, like the high commanders. He's like, it's very obvious that they don't know how to fight and they've never been in war. And that's who you trust as a commander, as someone who's actually fought in yeah. war. And he's just like, it's very true. He's like, that's really a, a designation that's given down from like sun to sun, basically. Yeah. And like... One of them challenges Conan. Conan like in, like takes him down. Like Conan's really just letting them hold the chains. Sure, yeah. He's not really like he can break free at any moment. Yeah, the king's like you could put them down now. If Conan wanted to kill us all, he would do that. So right. Conan, what do you think we should do? <laughs> and he gives him the plan. Elephants. Again. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he, he doesn't do it. Instead, he does make him a high commander, and he fights with them for a long while. And then inevitably Conan like breaks off and like ends up being like a, um, a thief again and stealing from that king. Okay. And they, they basically sum it up with years later they would fight on they would see each other on the battlefield once again he and the king because mm. it's like the king kind of trusted him and they never really deal with st- the Stygia thing. It's really just about like Conan's beliefs and who should lead. Right. And like where that comes from and wanting to earn his own way. And we see on the battlefield like those children of the the, the crimson witch, mm-hmm. the blood witch. Right. And like how like at that point in time they've been there checking in on Conan mm. and like they're like now we should take him now and like the sisters like not yet he's not ripe. Mm. Like we have to wait until he wears a crown on his head. Right. Okay. And so then we see at the end that like they're like they're totally they're gonna kill King Conan. Oh no! And you're like, oh, oh what's gonna happen? And I'm just like more or less. I'm like, what's the next adventure of Conan going to be? Yeah. Like, I'm really enjoying getting to know Aaron's version of Conan at like through various stories, the way like you would imagine a story like this would have been told. Right. Like around like the campfire, individual like you know tales that people had heard right. you know what i mean like it's cool i dig it fair enough so i really like i highly recommend aaron's run on it but i like this st- style of storytelling that's true so yeah cool yeah as if Sayed says just wanted to say hi i hope you guys have a nice day hi. you too man i hope so i just made a fuzzy well thank you very much <laughs> uh a lopez says last week i said i didn't like comic story and multiverse episode after a week of thinking about it now i love the idea end game still number one i hope uh anya kills danny cool I'm not, like, on Comic Story. Like, we're we're friends, but I don't work for him. Right. And we're not, like, associated with his channel anyway. So if you do have an opinion about Comic Story, let him know at Comic Story on Twitter or at his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Comic Story. Right. And uh, I think that last part is about Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't watch it, so <laughs> cool that you spoiled the end of the show for No, everybody. you didn't. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, no. like, but, yeah, don't, uh, you know, if you, if you want to share something about, about that with Benny, like, let him know, because he reads his tweets. Um, but thank you. Jack O'Connell says, love the show, and it has been a while since I caught one live. Well, welcome to the live show, my friend. Uh, you know, you are now on it. <laughs> uh, every issue where Spider-Man is with a kid with cancer is a total gut punch. Yeah. Yeah, it better be. Otherwise, it's cheap. It doesn't work. It, yeah. It better, like, have some kind of emotional weight. Resonance. Yeah. Some definite weight. And Kane's World helping us out with a wow. rather lower super chat. Thank, thank you very you. much, Kane. Uh, idea for Secret Invasion in the MCU. The Kree have infiltrated us as world re- leaders around the world, not superheroes and prime us for invasion from the inside. So it's a reverse Secret Invasion. The oh, Kree okay. invade rather than the uh, Skrulls. Thank yeah, you for being yeah. awesome. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you, Kane, for being thank awesome. Thank you so much we for your super chat. We do appreciate it, man. Chat. Yeah. 
Uh, and thanks for the pitch. That's a cool idea. Um, so, moving on. Um, I guess that's it, right? Batman Who Last number five from J- from Snyder and Jock. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why I'm preparing. We just talked about Ha-ham, it. Like, hang on. Batman Who Laughs, number five. Uh, seven issue miniseries. I think it was six, but now it's seven. I don't recall. Uh, anyway, best Batman book so far. Uh, I'm finding this more interesting and more engaging than Detective or Bat- uh, certainly more than Tom King's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing on, Batman was put in an impossible situation where he was believed to be the Batman who laughs because he's been injected with the serum that makes him the Batman who laughs and also built a Batman who laughs um, Cenobite mask out of dark metal so that he could see the world as the Batman who laughs. He's becoming the Batman who laughs. So, like, there's no reason for the cops not to think he's Right, and also the Batman who laughs is there and dressed up as a guard and tells them that he is the Batman who laughs. Right. So, you know. But this is a Scott Snyder book, so we gotta start off with a history lesson. Uh, back in the day, a history lesson that didn't happen and that he, he totally made up. Uh, this happened in which uh, Tom Wayne gave Bruce a token. And what are Gotham tokens? They're maps of the city. And the map of the city represents everything and whatever. Uh, also, if you ever read this book, I was when I, I remember when I got a copy, I picked it up that morning, uh, Wednesday morning. I was reading it, and he was very selective with the words that mm-hmm. he changes uh, in the text boxes from its usual yellow to red. And I was like, oh, these are all selective. Cert- like, half of words are becoming red. Write it all down. It's a hidden monologue from Batman that he's having in his head. Nice. It's like a back and forth between Batman and Batman. So, you get, a, like, a, you get an added bonus. I think other websites have hold it all together but i'll let you go on your own quest because it's a lot of fun having a notepad and like reading it yeah you could be your own detective exactly uh but so batman is pinned down by guards he's trying to convince them that he is not the batman who laughs he winds up having like a low moment where he uses uh the bruce wayne who was the warden of like arkham who had like body armor and whatnot as a human shield against them dead already but he feels bad about it right but he shouldn't it's just him but ultimately he tries to convince them that he's cool by saying their names and saying what like who they are and they're like oh that sounds right but it probably isn't so then he winds up doing the batman who laughs version of that where he says like where they all live and who they all love and how if he get when he gets out he's gonna if they don't let him go yeah he will seek out righteous vengeance against them. well he tries it like the normal way first where he's like i know you guys i know you officer so-and-so and and officer yeah exactly like and they're like not having it yeah, and then he like mentions their children right. and their wives, and he's like, and they're like, oh, and then he rips off the head of Tom or of, of Bruce Wayne and says like, I am the Batman who laughs, ha 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 ha, and then he leaves. Uh, meanwhile, Gordon is being tormented by the Grim Knight, who is using his Robins, and it turns out these Robins that like the Batman who laughs. Uh, has made turn like I thought that they were, and I'm sure they were originally they were like. Damien and Jason and stuff like that. They were little versions. But yeah. no, it turns out that, like, Batman Labs makes Robins. And they are made of, like, people that are susceptible to this kind of Yeah, you know, which, thing. yeah, but, it, like, they're clones? I don't know. I don't know if they're I clones I or I thought like, I thought it was just, like, a uh, Jason Todd and... Me too, yeah. but no. Uh, so, because we reveal that like, these Robins, or at the very least one of them, is... Gordon's son. Yeah. Like another, a multiversal version of James uh, Gordon Jr. Of course, that's relevant because James Gordon Jr. has been brought out of retirement from people not writing about him uh, because Scott Snyder created him and wrote about him in a book you like called Black Mirror. Uh, And 
basically Batman's like I need Gordon Jr. because he's crazy and a murderer and maybe he'll be able to like keep me in check and also see things I can't right of course Batman's already gone down the deep end so it's like really just a plot device um James Jr. does rescue his father Mm -hmm. in the sewers meanwhile the Batman who laughs uh confronts the court of owls and it would be really cool if this is the last time we ever see them the Court of Owls? Yes, because no one has been able to do anything good with them since they no. were created. And people seem to prefer Batman Who Laughs as it is anyway. And also, it's a fitting end for their kind. Uh, the idea being that, like, Batman Who Laughs like, I need your help! And the Court of Owls is like, no. And then Batman Who Laughs is like, yeah, I didn't actually want your help. <laughs> yeah. I just... No, he wanted a favor. Yeah, he wanted a favor. And, and he they does were like, get it. Right. Well, they, no, because they were like, no, they don't... No. They that, say no to him. Yeah, but his favor is that he wants to hear them die, die, la- screaming. die screaming, and he he does. Deli- they do deliver. Yeah. Uh, he uses their own talons against them. He blows up the, all the exits that they're trying to flee well, to. Well, he takes their arms off. Yeah. They have an arm off. Right. Like the talons. Like so. Like the talons are useless because that's they're like oh they they're, they're totally quarter valves. They're just like the youngest of us will disturb. Please, and the youngest to- is also in a, in a wheelchair, and yeah. they're in this weird like kind of like water labyrinth type place. And she's like, yes, go use the talons. Yeah. And they, they hobble in with no arms. They're like, oh. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Batman last kills them all and then pushes... The girl in the wheelchair off the side. Off the side into the water. She dies screaming too. And then he reveals that like, at one point, there's another multiversal version of Bruce Wayne who tries to take down the Court of Owls by becoming a Talon himself. Yeah, so he, like, rules the Court of Owls there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he fights it. Yeah, because, like, who knows what side he's on. Yeah. You know? Um, so then uh, Batman convinces Gordon to activate Last Laugh, which, of course, is, like, a two-key system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's connected to the penny or to the token that we reinvented in the beginning of this issue. Uh, Gordon knows it well because the, the the saying that Batman wants Gordon to say, and we both have to say it, is from the token, and the token represents all of Gotham. Yeah. Uh, Gordon does it immediately because he trusts his friends and believes in him. We Snyder alone has completely tapped all the good faith that Gordon could possibly have. <laughs> Used to be that sometimes Gordon be like, I trust you, old friend, and then Batman lets him down, or Batman rises to the occasion, and every single time that Snyder writes Gordon and Batman, they are brothers in arms. Gordon's like, I'm going out on a limb for you, brother, and then Batman lets him down. Yeah. You gotta have some kind of reward once in a while. In any event, uh, he lets him down. Uh, the Batman last calls Batman on a hollow phone. Yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, because Batman re- like realizes that activating Last Laugh is actually what the Batman Who Laughs wants. Yeah. So Gordon does it immediately, but Batman doesn't activate it, and then the Batman Who Laughs convinces Batman to do it, and that's how the book ends. Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah, also, do- James Jr. dies. Is he dead? Well, like, a bunch of stalagmites fall on him. Yeah, he might be okay. We don't see the body. No body, we don't, no but, death. But, like, we're, Gordon doesn't see his son die and Batman roped his son into it and betrayed him. So I'm thinking we're going to have a big well, riff maybe, for maybe, Batman Maybe Snyder's just tidying some loose ends up there. Certainly it could be. And this, a lot of this contingents on, like, Batman's perception of what his father told him the coin meant. And then, like, because he is under the influence of this, like, Joker toxin that, like, the Batman who laughs, like, no, this is what the coin means. The coin yes. means that, like, 
the that Gotham is meant to be a stronghold and meant to be a stronger city and like meant to breed like specific types of people in yes. it. Yeah, that Gotham is a breeding ground for evil, and that like fulfill your destiny and make it into the thing it needs to become. Yeah, and he and like he does it. Yeah, and you're like, oh. Oh, he also uses up all the good faith that Alfred has too. Alfred calls and he's like, "You're my son, and I love you." And he's like, "Okay, fuck you." Mute. <laughs> Except it says it says mute, which is funny because like Alfred wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like, he's just. I so I assume he's just yelling. <laughs> yeah, he's still yelling. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Batman activates it. Now, of course, it would be funny, but Snyder literally just did this again in Justice League. Where, like, Justice League's like, Batman, we trust you! And he's like, fuck you! I fa- I'm betraying you! Yeah. Like, again! Yeah. And so, you know, as a reader, I'm usually like, oh, Batman's playing a larger game. He's smarter than this. He's yeah. He's making you think that he's stepping left. It's a Kansas City shuffle here. I don't think so. I think it's just, I think it's just that, like, Batman's gonna be saved by somebody else, but... We'll see what happens. Anyway, the book is pretty cool, and it's still better than anything that Tom King's no, written in the last couple of years. It is good. Um, you know, what's really keeping me, honestly, is Jock's art, and I feel like this issue in particular was um, great. Yeah, like, I agree. I feel like, like, I mean, like, not that Jock's ever not been comfortable, but, like, the nature and the darkness of this issue, yep. I think, really lent itself, and there was a lot of, like, emotional cruxes between characters, and he really captured it. Like, he's a very loose in, like crazy kind of style mm-hmm. but it really works and like I, just, I really dug it and like I got a lot of witches vibes out of this one fair enough I will say the thing that's keeping me going is just have it's just what's gonna happen next right and that's what's gotten me to read this whole se- like the book is well written the book is amazingly drawn and the premise is such that like I don't know what's gonna happen they keep me guessing right I, I have not been sold on this premise just I yet. know I know you've you're not as as high on this book as I am no um, but this issue made me a lot less high on it than usual. Uh, <laughs> but it's still quite good. It's right. still an excellent book. Well, they have two it's m- just that I'm not... Like, if it's another Batman completely ruins the f- good faith he has in the people that he's built up, then it's like, f- I, I don't have any patience for that. Yeah, that's fair. Then then at what in what continuity is Batman a hero? Because I, I have yet to see it at this point like it's so frustrating to watch batman fail on a near constant basis hey i'm a new writer i'm gonna bring batman low like oh again well yeah that way the dark knight can rise yes always great (laughs) anyway i recommend it if you're reading it but yeah if you're not wait for the trade he's got two more issues to pull him out of it Mm -hmm. hopefully you can stick the landing you've heard us say it before stick the landing guys yeah let's see how it goes stick it I will say EJ Matters says any sci-fi indie PG-13 comics uh, like with mechs? I am really unfamiliar with mech-based comics. Me too. I'm sorry, my friend. Um, uh, I mean, like, yeah, with very specific, because with mechs is specific. That's not robots. Yeah. Can't it's help mechs. You. It's very different. But I will say Sam Anderson says, do you find the Batman Who Laughs font difficult to read with the gray background? I'm struggling in digital form. Anyone else? Yes, it's horrible. Uh, it, I can't, with a guided view, I can't read it for shit on my LCD de- uh, monitor. I don't have an issue with it on phone. Yes. If you read your comics on your phone, like nobody should, it will read fine. What do you mean, like nobody should? That's, how, that's the only way I read my comics. I know, but like, I'm not going to read my comics like this. Like the Batman Who Laughs. I don't. I know, but like, that's that's the only way you can. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up now. Yeah. I know. Well, I know you didn't have a problem. I, I mentioned this issue before. I had this problem. I couldn't really read it right. And in this particular issue, it was even harder to read. Now, um, are you... 
struggling with the red. Yeah, the red against the. the because gray. I know the the red it is it is jarring and it juts out because of the nature of like yeah know, warm colors push out and cool colors recede. Mm-hmm. So what you're probably seeing with that is that like it's the effect of it pushing out and like almost like a 3D mm-hmm. without it actually doing that. For me, it just looks blurry. Oh. Like it just it just has a blurry effect. Oh, I'm opening it up right now. Yeah, here I'll show you. Yeah, show me on there. On here, but when it's it's only when it's when it sifts between regular text and oh. you know and and red text. But like if you're trying to read it on a monitor, the monitor's not great. The monitor's not great. Interesting. See, interesting, like interesting, interesting. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Here, I'll share it with you guys, too. Wow, wow, wow. Where, where was that? Oh, that's here. Like, I'm not quite... My lately... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't... It's not... It's clear. It's much clearer. That's the thing. It's just clearer on your phone. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame you, my friend. So sorry. <laughs> Skoro says, you guys might not read Flash, but Flash 70 starting of Flash Year 1 is pretty great. Worth checking out. I've heard good things, so I'll check it out. Nice. Uh, Dibashish Mahapatra says, uh, I was at TCAF in Toronto. I met Zdarsky. Very nice. nice. We talked about how great Comic Pop is. Oh, that's really nice. Wow, Thank you very much for talking to us. That's up. really nice. Hopefully you can attend TCAF someday. I would like to very much. Uh, it's like Comic-Con, but actually just beautiful indie comics and art. Nice. No Ooh. DC or Marvel. Interesting. I'm into that. Cool. Well, thank you very much for talking us up with Zadarsky. Yeah. I It was a great conversation. If you haven't seen it, we did an Elseworlds exchange where Chip came on the show and we just chatted it up. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I couldn't read it. I didn't know if he liked it or not. Like You know what I mean? Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a super gentleman, an amazing guy, but like I couldn't tell if he thought I was an asshole or not, so it's hard to tell. But I appreciate the heads Never up. Never know. Mr. Roboto says, but will we see the, back me- the Batmech on Gordon again? <sighs> no. Hey. If someone would do it, it'd be Snyder, because he's the one that created Not it. only will... But, like, you need somebody who loved it. So, like, if Tiffany ever took over Batman, you'd I see would, it. I would put him back in it for a little bit. I appreciated it. I, you know, I know people didn't dig it. If Snyder... I liked it, though. If Snyder kept writing Batman, you can bet your bottom dollar that someone would use it as, yeah. like, an homage. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. think so. And Adam Gross says, just want to say, you guys are awesome. Adam, Aww. thank you very much. And Silver Cricket says, Wonder Woman right now feels sloppy... And enjoyable, but I can't recommend it. I'm not reading it. No, so. but if you want Wonder Woman in a book, go pick up Justice League Dark, because she plays a big role in that. Yes. Uh, especially in a lot of the earlier issues, and she is great. Right. Uh, speaking of things that are great, let's yeah. talk about some books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick yeah, up. Yeah, you totally still like that. For I was going to say that too, but you already got Oh, nice. <laughs> We're War, both recommending this We one. do. Uh, War of Realms number four, Jason Aaron, Russell Datterman, Arthur Adams on the covers. Yeah. Uh, this is a fun book, and yes. it's only got... T- Three more issues left, like four, five, six. Yeah. Um, looks like Malekith's got Venom, Venom on his side. Venom. Cool. It's a cool book. It is a cool Hopefully book. Hopefully, it's the... just a fun fighting book. Yeah. The last issue, the art was not great. So I'm no. hoping that this time it's better. Me too. Me too. It's the same guy, it looks like. So yeah. hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what's, what's up. Agreed. Um, I gotta recommend this one. Really? I'm gonna read it. I'm okay. not recommending. I'm gonna read it. Okay. I don't like tie-ins, so I don't normally recommend them, but I will read it. Okay. Uh, Sean Ryan and Nico Leone's War of Realms: Spider-Man and the League of Realms. It's a three-issue miniseries. Spider-Man with a shield and a helmet, leading a bunch of uh, like a ragtag team of Asgardian-type characters. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> it's got Screwbeard the Dwarf, Ood oh, yeah. the Troll, Roll Bloodrot, Root. Root, the Wizard, 
Uh, it's gonna like I, I don't know. There's a wizard. Yeah. This sounds like the best D and D team. Right. Ever. So I'm kind of looking forward to checking it out. Nice. I look forward to hearing about it. Speaking of Spider-Man, um, the uh, Nick Spencer, Humberto Ramos, Ryan Otley series, uh, The Hunted or whatever, is still going. It's about five issues too long. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 21. Uh, it's, you know, if you if you care, keep reading it because it's neat. Uh, don't read any of the tie-ins, though, because they're totally useless. Um, also, this book is, like I said, like five issues too long. Okay. Just stop. Uh, also, um, as a quick aside... aside. Patrick Gleason left DC probably over the Superman shit and he's he's gonna draw Spider-Man now that's really cool which is so great that's amazing so lucky us yeah cause I'm not reading Superman anymore but I am reading Spider-Man that's awesome and finally rounding up my Spider-Man recommendations <laughs> the Straczynski Omnibus Volume 1 comes out wow uh, that's right JMS on Spider-Man arguably one of the best runs of Spider-Man period is getting an Omnibus check it out uh if you also are on the fence, not sure what it's all about, check out our back issues where I did the first volume yeah. of JMS's Spider-Man, which mm -hmm. uh, you might be convinced. Yeah. You might be. Uh, also, Justice League number 24 from James Tynion IV and Francis Manipal. Uh, you know, it's one of those, like, fill-in stories. What? Yeah, Snyder s switches off with James Tynion IV, so it's like there's the main story, and then there's, like, Tynion's story. But there's like they're, like, in the middle of something right yeah, now. Yeah, but let's, let's, let's hit the brakes on that. And so they will. So pick up the brakes. But I mean, I do like Tynan, so fine. Yeah. Um, so Tiffany, what else we got that are that's coming out? So from me, just as a reminder uh, for you Jeff Lemire fans, Gideon Falls number thirteen will be coming out this week. Um, I know it's like it's one of those like kind of sleeper hits. So if you're into it, I'm just reminding you that it's coming out. It's coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, over in Marvel, Old Man Quill number five is coming out. This is a twelve part mini series. I was mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's twelve parts. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of parts. Um, but I've already read four of them, so I'm a third of the way through. So we'll see. I, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, whenever it, you talk about it on the show, it's been a solid Yeah, I have a good time. Um, I know it's not for everybody because, like, this is taking the idea of Old Man Logan and just continuing it. Or which Old is, Man Hawkeye, which they also did, which yeah, you also enjoyed. Yeah, but it is meant to remind you of Old Man Logan. Let's right. be honest. Like, that's what it's meant to, to, to harken back to. And it's placing a character that had nothing to do with it. At least with Old Man Hawkeye, it was like, here's he was, a character that was in Old Man Logan. Yeah. So I get this is not everyone's cup of tea, but I've been enjoying it. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're looking for more Guardians of the Galaxy kind of stuff, I, I say go for it. And then I just want to give everybody a heads up that um, if you were into Tom King's Mr. Miracle, which I was, um, and you're a big fan of hardcovers, a hardcover trade of that is going to be coming out this week. So you Sweet. can check it out. The cover's pretty cool. Yeah. The cover's pretty cool. Dig it. Uh, getting back into the Super Chats. Uh, Raphael Kajat says, is Kate's going to continue writing Venom, as I understand it? Yes. Nice. Uh, EJ Matter, or any sci-fi indie book that's on the PG-13 level. Um... Uh, Look at Descender. Yeah, Descender, and, the, and now Ascender. Ascender <laughs> is the sequel to it. And yeah, PG thirteen. I mean, most comics are so like. Yeah, but a lot of indie like sci-fi stuff sometimes goes into a darker. Yes, that's true. Dark place. While you research that, Jack O'Connell says, "I would love to see Scott Snyder write Aquaman. Some history and horror would go great with Atlantis and Aquaman. Agreed. He would be great on that book. It would actually be a really big shot in the arm for that character, and you never know." Because with uh, The Last Night on Earth coming out, that's like the swan song of Snyder and Capullo's kind of like button on the character. Who knows? Maybe he'll be done, and, but DC doesn't want to lose him, so they'll give him Aquaman. You never know. 
Uh, and Skoro says, isn't Spider-Man Life Story number three coming out this week? Uh, the 15th, which I believe is this week, so yes. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story is one of the single best books coming out from the big two right now. Um, check it out if you haven't already. Spider-Man Life Story is amazing. Um, it wasn't in the solicitations. It wasn't? No. That's weird. I know. Well, at least the solicitations that we read, which are horseshit. Well, um, that that is true. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's very very fair. Silver Cricket also says, kind of off topic, but if either of you read Female Furies, and if so, what are your thoughts? No. No. Adam Groves says, Tiffany, did you pre-order your Saga Compendium? I haven't yet, but I do know what Probably should. Yeah. <laughs> and Danielle reminds us about a webcomic called The Flight of the Binturong. It's a great webcomic. Yeah, that, that is I true. I'm sorry. That, that's correct. <clears throat> I didn't even think about that. It was good, a fun little webcomic. Check call. it out. Uh, FOTBcomic.com or flightofthebinturong.com. Check it out if you want to read something yeah, I wrote. It, you know what it turns out? The issue with me and sci-fi is I read all the scarier sci-fi books so yes like yeah yours is like hard r to ask about pg right like what about uh, what about that grant morrison book yeah exactly no or hadron's wall no yeah no. stick with the center we'll, yeah. we'll go from there just, just, just start there just but, uh, start there i was like just looking through some indie book or some sci-fi books mm -hmm. and i'm like huh, no yep most of them are R. I mean is low no low's fine is it PG yeah you should be 13? fine I think Lowe's okay. I really want to get like like a like what image says it is. Yeah, like what they rate. What it do as. you rate this as? Right? I could just go and find my copy. Yeah. It's M. Never mind. There you go. So never mind. Well, I don't. Oh my god. Why? Where's my problem? Mm -hmm. If it's not something that's gonna haunt my memories, I'm not reading it. Apparently. Oh, no, that's fair. I, Nameless was the one you were thinking. Nameless. Of. Thank you. Yeah. Don't read that. No. Much darker. <laughs> but short. Uh, anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, go to patreon.com slash comic to help us out more. Uh, of course, we want to thank our super chatters for really helping us out on this show in particular. We are so lucky to have you. Thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned for more on... Uh, Paper Girls. Paper Girls. There you go. That's a nice sci-fi show. Paper or sci-fi comic. Okay. Teen Plus. <gasps> okay. Uh, back issues. We're going to have a crossover episode with Comic Story, and that comes out this week. Uh, Elseworlds Exchange. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's it going to be? I just got like my second win. I was really tired. Before. I hear you. And uh, if you're going to be at Denver Comic Con at the end of the month slash into June 1st, which is my birthday, um, you will see me along with Benny and Rob. Uh, that's right. Three out of four of the Weekly Poll are going to be in Denver at the Denver Comic Con Pop Culture Con. Um, and even before that, you, you can't wait this weekend. Go to East Coast Comic Con. And if you go Friday and Saturday, you might just bump into me and Tiffany who will be there Probably all day. I mean, like, God knows I'm going to try and get there every day. Yeah, why not? Uh, not Sunday, because it's busy. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. See us there at East Coast Comic Con uh, in the Meadowlands, I think. In the Meadowlands! No table. It's going to be walking around. Yeah, buying things. But, goodbye, uh, money! Yes, that's right. But uh, goodbye to you. Thank you so much for <laughs> hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long. <laughs> Thank you.